Hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Timberwolves Talk today. Um, I'm Chris and that is Peyton. And uh, also we have to mention we're on Spotify and Apple Music now. So everyone who watches the show on YouTube can also go check it out on there. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're getting into the last two games the Timberwolves have played today. Um, they played the Bucks and they played the Bulls. So I guess we could start out with the Bucks game. What were your first impressions on that? Um, I mean, honestly, there wasn't much of an improvement team-wise. I think that the Bucks just – it happens to us so often where the other team just can't seem to miss. And it seems like they don't do this against every team, but right when they come up against the Timberwolves, they just uh, – they can't miss. And that's really frustrating because especially when you have a new coach and you obviously are new to the system, it's tough to build your confidence when the other team just can't miss a shot. So – I really liked how we played through Cat. I mean, it didn't look like his, he he didn't have the biggest numbers in that game, but you could just tell there's a difference that we were really looking to play through him a little bit more than um than we have earlier in the season. So tough loss. Well, I but. think I think he had some great numbers that game. He put up he put up his career high in assists. I know that for sure. I think it was but eleven his, as, he had eleven a, assists. He had a low scoring. Didn't he have like eleven points? No, he he went. 26 11 and 9 i think he almost had a triple double well just uh um, don't he needed one more rebound so i just don't listen, <laughs> don't, to listen don't listen to what payton said don't listen. But... i thought he had 11 points i don't know what where i got that from yeah i don't i don't know i was, I was yeah working. He had... i was working Peyton was working you can't give me a uh, crap for that you can yeah but yeah cat had a really good game um his usage rate these past two games have been up from 26 percent to now 30 percent, which is a really good sign because obviously finch wants him to be the the focal part of the offense and the main distributor now instead of rubio i think that's kind of the nikola Jokic mentality that he wants to instill in the cat is him being the one that's getting the assists and we're running the offense through him so it was a really good first um first game from him but, you know, that those are really good numbers. And if he can put up anything close to those consistently, I mean, he's a first-team All-NBA candidate. And, you know, if he's averaging almost a triple-double and almost maybe an MVP candidate, hopefully soon in his career. But it was a good start. Um, the defense was, you know, I couldn't really tell if it was the defense or the Bucks were just making that many shots because of combination. It, at some points the Bucks were shooting like 60% from the field and that is just really hard to stop. So I don't know. I mean, we gave up 139 points in four quarters, no OT that where you're not going to win games like that. So um, explain to me what, so I was, uh, I was working, but the game was on in the background. So I saw we were neck and neck kind of that whole first half. And then I swear I look away for 10 minutes and then that's, they have 79 points in the first half. And there's no way that that just happened. How did that even happen, man? I was so confused. They went, they went on a run um, right before halftime where we could not, I I don't know. We just couldn't hit a shot. None, nothing was falling for us. We were getting some open shots though off, um, off the offensive action, which was nice to see, but the Bucks just weren't missing. Bryn Forbes, I think had 23 points was sitting every single fadeaway three. He was <laughs> shooting. Um, Chris Middleton didn't even have to be a factor that game. Giannis was just doing, you know, whatever he wanted. So I think it was just a matter of the fact that in the first two quarters, we were just sticking with them because of how well we were shooting and how well the offense was clicking. But obviously your offense is not going to be able to click at a 60% rate the whole entire game. And well, I guess the Bucks did, but we, we eventually fell off and couldn't match their scoring. But, you know, I, I thought we put up a valiant effort for the first game. That wasn't a game that we were expected to win by any means. 
I mean, none of these games really right away were none of these games were expecting too much of a difference from this coach. That's that's kind of what we want to like instill with this podcast is that it's not gonna. Sorry, I'm pulling up. Oh yeah, Cat did have 26 points. But um, yeah, not 11. I, I still don't know where I got that. Oh, there you go. That's a that's a big improvement to the mic. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but he the the mic sounds a lot clearer now. You think so? Maybe it's my um my internet connection. But um, yeah, yeah, that's just what we want to like make sure people understand. Like, it's gonna be hard to um completely to have a new system of basketball that uh, Finch wants after one or two days of practice. Like, that's just not even possible. It's gonna take till at least after the All Star break for his system to come in and then we can actually kind of start judging him as a coach. Now what you're looking for is his end of game adjustments and those little things. That's how you can kind of judge him right now. But overall as a whole, it's going to be hard to get a judgment of him as a coach. Yeah, I agree. Um, I honestly, I don't even know if there's a system in offense put in place right now. I think it might just be a lot. He, he said he likes players having freedom, doing whatever they want to do. Um, obviously he's going to have some set in stone rules of what players can and can't do, but I think his main focal point of these last two games was just give the give Cat the ball and let him distribute and run run picks for him and Malik off ball action. It, it it looks good. I mean, we've scored that the I think the Bucks game was our highest scoring game of the year, and um, I I do believe. Well, I mean, the Bulls went into overtime too, so we had a high scoring game there. But it's two of our highest scoring games of the year, so that's obviously a good sign right away. It's just the the defense needs to be obviously adjusted giving up more than 130 both well, that's, these games yeah it's especially when you have a head head coach level uh defensive coordinator you should be expecting a little bit more on the defensive end so i mean yeah there's not much to like <laughs> we love vanderpool but i mean he is the defensive coach so i hopefully we can find hopefully he can find some adjustments for that um hopefully finch can also help him out with that too because obviously it's takes more than one guy to run a defense i I think in an nba and it takes the players too but yeah there's got to be some schematic changes otherwise we're not going to win if we keep giving up 130 points this is kind of what we expected from the timberwolves though going into the season if this is what we expected a lot of offense not a lot of defense so at least we're meeting that expectation what we had true. in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, not really much else to talk about with the Bucks game. Kind of, uh, we would have no, loved to see didn't... him come out with a win on his first game, but. We we were kind of knew we were going to lose that game. After the second half, I was like, yeah, the Bucks are just in pretty in control. We tried to make a run at the end of the game, but then they put Giannis and Chris Middleton back in and couldn't get it done. But yeah, so on to the Bulls game, the more exciting game. This one I watched, of course. Actually, so. I can have some insight yeah, Peyton, on it. Peyton has insight on this one. Um, you know, I I don't think anyone – I mean, obviously we knew Zach Levine was going to get his, you know, his buckets. Um, 35 in overtime actually isn't terrible. Like, that he, he's their one score. So, I mean, painful. what do you have at the end? Like, 28? That's what he's averaging. Yeah, painful bucket every single time he scores. I mean – just because we know that we should be having, he should be on our team right now, man. If we wouldn't have sold, if he off didn't tear his, if he didn't tear his ACL and Tibbs wasn't our coach, I, I, I think Zach Levine probably still would have been on the team as well. But it, it does hurt because we we both like Zach Levine. So when he was just killing us with every single one of those buckets he was hitting, and he looks a lot bigger. 
He looks. He a lot does bigger. look a lot bigger. That's what I noticed. He looks a lot sh- more. Shots a lot better too than what it was on the Wolves. Yeah, he well, he's like a completely different player than like what he showed us. Like he's still got the dunks too. Did you see that one? Yeah. After the dead ball, when he just he had to do yeah, us but... like that. I kind of honestly, um, I've been like a lot of people like to compare Anthony Edwards to Wiggins, but I feel like an even better comparison would be to Levine. They start out with all the crazy dunks, and then then he starts maturing more into that offensive player. I don't know, shooting a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think our last season Zach Levine was scoring about twenty with them. That's which is really good. So I mean, at the time you look at the trade and you're like, okay, we're getting a prime Jimmy Butler, who obviously. Has shown he can lead a team to the finals, which he just did last year. So I mean, it wasn't if if Jimmy wanted to stay, it wasn't a bad trade. It's just the fact that Jimmy didn't want to stay <laughs> and caused all the issues. But yeah, or, you know, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Jimmy that caused all the issues because the Heat, his Heat teammates love him. So, I, yeah, I don't think I think that's just kind of what the Timberwolves fans' um, point of view is that it was all Jimmy's fault. Yeah. But then you go look at Jimmy, and he's literally the most loved player on that Heat team. Everyone loves him. Like he's, he literally posts a picture of Tyler Hero every Tuesday just just because he loves him so much. Like who does? Like he's not doing, he wasn't doing that in Minnesota. He just he really did not like the culture that we had. No, he did not like the uh, the effort our players portrayed. I guess I remember that dude when he when he beat the second team. And no, he, he took just... the, he took the third stringers and beat the first team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like no. some of those guys were G Leaguers at that practice. And then what did he do? He went on like an interview on ESPN, or was that was that like right after he did it? Or is that yeah, after? see that that's the part that a lot of people don't respect, kind of, because he went on ESPN and talked to uh Peyton's favorite commentator, Rachel Nichols, oh, about her. um she's got about some uh at least about, yeah, know he, how many he, points cat scored though at least she would at least know that so I, I give it to her on that yep she uh yeah she sat down with jimmy butler like right after the practice and as rachel nichols and a lot of the espn crew do like they ask like the questions in favor of jimmy butler and they're like why why did the timberwolves make you do this you know what's what's wrong with this franchise you know it's it's just it was a lot of scapegoating the wolves for a lot of the issues because you, you can't say it was just the wolves for you know jimmy's issues because he he's got to step up and be a leader and tell them exactly. you know what what needs to what he needs and he could have done that to the team but instead he went on espn and did it so i think a lot of the respect in the locker room probably was lost after that no i completely agree with that if he's that leader that he um is trying to be then if the culture's so bad, why wouldn't he want to switch it? Instead of just going out and complaining, like either you can complain about it and leave, which is what he did, or you can try to switch it, change the culture. And he he took the easy way out, which actually worked out in the better for him. Why not? Why he must have thought it was just so bad here that it wasn't even worth fixing. Well, it didn't even work out in Philly for him, which was really interesting. I forgot too. about that to be honest. Philly is a talented lineup. Like you have freaking Joel Embiid, who's probably going to be the MVP this year. You have Ben Simmons, who's probably going to be the defensive player of the year this year. You have Tobias Harris, who's just a good 20 and seven and five guy. And then you add Jimmy Butler, who's another lockdown defender and a two-way player. Like how does that roster not win anything? They they got, they got beat by Kawhi in the Eastern conference finals. And he just, I, I mean that, you know, right now, the Sixers are already so good as it is. If you had Jimmy Butler to that roster, I'd, 
I don't know. I think Butler, I think he needs to be the alpha male. I think so too. I think he does. I think that's kind of his, he needs to be the guy. And if he's not the guy, like it's Carl Anthony Towns is the guy, or if Wiggins is the guy, or if Ben Simmons or Embiid, I think that's really hard for him to, to do because he has such an underdog mentality that he needs to work his way up to be the guy. And if that's not a possibility, then I think that's, it's tough for him. And just one, maybe that's why, maybe that's why he loves Chicago so much. Yeah. He loves Chicago. He loves the heat. Look at that. He was the guy, I guess not when D Rose was there, but after that, and then you look at him in Miami and he's, he's the guy, but I guess one last thing you just could just reminded me of that Kawhi um, run on the Raptors, dude. Dude, that was that was some of the I loved that team. I loved watching Kawhi on the Raptors. I really like I wish he would have stayed. You know, I think Raptor like I feel so bad for Raptors fans because like that team is like I don't know, that was a fun team to watch and that was like a legendary run for them, but like Kawhi leaving was like, "Oh, like we just gave you DeRozan for free to get a one-year Kawhi rental." Oh, I'd take Kawhi for a year. Yeah, but that's he's just that's true. It's just not the same anymore now that he's on the Clippers because it feels like it was just so amazing what he did. Like he did that all by himself, and then he like just went and joined Paul George. Like he needed someone else. He didn't need anyone else. He should have just kept going. And everyone loved him there. Raptors fans are kind of lucky too, in my opinion, because what Clay was hurt, KD was hurt, Draymond was hurt. <laughs> I mean yeah. that. That that healthy Warriors team won a three peated. Obviously, it's insane. But I mean, what? But his like for something like that to happen, it needed he needed some some luck like that. Yeah, and it was good. To, it was good to see a change, I guess. From dude, the and Warriors. then yeah, he, he had all like the memes coming out. Like he was on top of the world, and he didn't even know it. You you know the you know the video when he was on stage where he goes like the aha aha aha. His laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a fun guy. Uh. I'm a fun guy. No, but you know, you know how he was—he was like making fun of himself on the championship Actually? parade. So, yeah, he said, he said like, "Oh, well, I got a chip now." Aha, aha, aha! Everyone comes and like swarms him. What's the other one he did? What's the the other one where he's before the game on, on the mic and then he says something else that's really weird? Dude, there's a. He's um, like, all right, all right, if all right. anyone wants, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, look up like Kawhi Leonard laugh compilation. There's literally four minutes of him like doing these really weird, awkward laughs, and they're hilarious. Like they're the funniest things I've ever seen. Dude, he. So go check that out. Go check that out. All right, now back back to the uh, the Timberwolves. I guess it's back it's fun. It's fun touching on some other NBA stuff because we we get sick of just talking about the same Timberwolves. Oh yeah, you guys gotta let us know. So we are actually um we'll get back to the Timberwolves Bulls in a second, but we were actually thinking about expanding a little bit on this channel and doing it just a just a weekly NBA show too. So you get one episode of Timberwolves talk and one episode of NBA Weekly. We don't know what we don't know what the what we call it yet though. So if NBA you guys talk. would maybe just <laughs> NBA talk. But if you guys wanna see that, you have to let us know in the comments. Cause if no one wants to see it, then we're not gonna do it. No, because we don't yeah. It's two for one, man. You get the Timberwolves talk and you get the NBA talk. And I still probably won't know how many points Cat scored. So it's just. Yeah. So instead of instead of two Timberwolves talks a week, you would get a, probably one Timberwolves talk, one NBA talk a week. Yeah. So that's, if that's something you guys are interested in, let us know. But so back to the game. Um, honestly, I loved I love that game. It was a it was a great it showed a lot of heart and. um I just loved how Rubio actually helped the team on that game. That made me so happy when he did that 
because I was I was actually talking to my dad and I was like, so he because we were talking about should they foul here? Should they foul a sentence to the line for two? And I'm like, well, if they're gonna foul, then you just need to shoot right when they're fouling you, so you get three shots. I say that's what yeah. that's what you do. That's what I do in two K. When they're spamming mm-hmm. X to come foul you, you just shoot it, and then sometimes you get lucky. And dude, that's exactly what Rubio did. And I, and they I know Jimmy Pete was saying that that maybe that was a pass, but he for sure shot that. I think I think. Well, for, first off, before I touch on that on that Rubio shot, um, my so I was watching the game and there's like four, I think it was four minutes left when we were down ten. It was one hundred three to one thirteen, I believe. Yep. And my computer was buffering, so like the TV, I wasn't able to watch it at the time. So I'm like, screw this. So a minute passed. And I'm like, well, we probably just lost this game. We're down by ten, and we give a big run. The TV comes back on like a minute later, and it's one hundred nine to one thirteen. I'm like, what the heck just happened? And Easily show the replays of Malik just hitting two huge threes to get us back into the game. So that was that was kind of the turning point right there to get us back into the game. And then we just played good basketball on the stretch. Defense valued every possession. And, um, you know, we got into that particular spot where we needed a big three. And uh, I don't know if it should have been a foul on the ground or if it no, was a shooting shoot- foul. It was a shooting pass. foul, dude. By, by rule, if Trey Young gets those crappy – if Trey Young gets those <laughs> shitty um, – those just the worst like those trey young ruins the nba with those just terrible how he like i can't even do it right if now some, but how he, he's got the guy on his back and he just fl- flies yeah. himself or i back. saw a video where he was four feet out from the three-point line the defender was two feet in from the three-point line he pump fakes him gets in the air jumps forward about three feet and then draws a contact like if that's a foul rubio's foul. <laughs> yeah and, i mean and then he, he just hit went, all the he hit all the free he throws. Went Mr. Too, clutch so mode on us, dude. And and I was I dude, I was like, all right, there's two things that can happen here. He's gonna make two out of three, miss the third, we lose. He's yep. gonna make three out of three, inbound it to Zach Levine, dribbles down, makes a game winning three. Like as a Timberwolves fan, that's just what we're conditioned. And when none of that happened, I was I almost started. Cry. I was so happy. And then so you guys. I don't I don't know if anyone notices this, but whenever there's like four seconds left. In- and a half for a quarter we every single time we let someone have a free lane driving to the basket to get a, a period ending layup and it is like the worst thing in the world i get so mad at every single time so when that was the situation i saw zach levine just full head of steam down the court i'm like we're losing this like no because a kogi overcommitted i don't know if you guys saw that at the beginning of the play a kogi overcommitted zach levine flew right by him and launched the three and it looked good out of his hand actually it looked it really good and i was about to it looked great, but luckily we got a roll. But sadly, I think this team, you know, they're not a great clutch time team, but they might even be, they might be an even worse overtime team. 0-3. We always let up 0-3. We just let up a crazy like 7-0 run to start overtime and dig ourselves a hole and we can never get back. Yeah. Um. Another thing at the end of the game, I mean, Ant-Man might not have had the, he's ever since the dunk, he's kind of had a few quiet games here and he's just, yeah. He's just, even the game with the dunk, he had a, he had a rough game. Like he, he just hasn't been as big a part of the offense as I would have thought that he would have been at, Cause he, he had a, gr- he had a great little stretch there and now he's kind of slowing down, which, which all rookies do all rookies do, but he made two huge threes in that game. Just, yeah, he had, he had a decent game. I mean, yeah, he made those, he made that huge three, obviously to bring it within a one point game yeah. Um, after the Malik three, but I think he went seven for 20 with 21. I think he had nine boards, which was really nice that to was see good. six assists. So, I mean, this was this was a fairly complete game from him. So, I was, 
I, mean, I was more happy with this one. But yeah, 20 points on 20 shots is not always you need to yeah, you need to get a, you need to be a little bit more efficient. But I would like to see like a t- a 10 for 20 is like a great ant night, I think. Yeah, but I mean I'm not I'm definitely not saying that it was a bad game. I'm just saying that it, it's not it's not as good as what he was doing last week or no, I agree. two weeks ago. Um another thing, why why is Jaden McDaniels not been playing as much? Is that the new coaching thing you think? I don't know. I I guess I've still seen him playing. I guess I just haven't noticed him. Yeah. as much i haven't seen him maybe finch has been doing some more things because i haven't just i haven't seen jade mcdaniels just spotting up in the corner lately i don't know if you these two games i haven't really even seen him in the corner he's been doing i haven't really noticed him at all I, I i don't know i haven't really noticed him yeah um well so i think vandal's been playing great though that's yeah. the one that's the one thing under fit under finch vandal's been playing incredible he had he was leading us in points in the first half with like 13 well dude his free throws too his free throws have been terrible all season they look good and he he had the two clutchest free throws of the game besides rubio obviously but what do you think of jim pete's nickname for vando v8 or no it was dave benz v8 i'm i wish we would have thought of it man (laughs) i wish we would have thought of it (laughs) because just wait till they start they took they took one of our nicknames didn't they Ooh. They they didn't we have a nickname in the beginning of the year that they that they used before or no it was me calling one of them Rodman it was me calling uh, Vando Rodman and then they they ran with that after yo obviously they didn't hear you say that maybe they did no but I mean, I mean we have been we've been reaching out hey, to Jim maybe. Pete we're we're trying to we're, we're trying, trying to get, get Jim Pete on the podcast I know he sees my Twitter DMs man I DM him twice a day at least. I'm kidding. And he actually he was talking about Twitter last last night and how he answered the one fan's uh food. That was the V8 name, remember? Yeah. Yeah, he had like 17 followers. Like this dude on Twitter DM me that we should start calling Vando V8. So if the suit's in the back, let me call him V8. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's tough, man. We um we're trying we're trying to reach out because we'd love to have Jim Pete on. I he makes the games watchable when they're so unwatchable. Like it's just, he makes them watchable because he's, he's just talking about random stuff. Yeah, dude. And he gets pissed too. At like when Rubio takes a bad shot, he's just like, ah, Rubio, it's not the best shot there. Dude, I'll never forget this one game. We were probably down by like 30 to the Clippers at the time. And he just starts talking about it just randomly. He's like, you know, I wonder if, I wonder if our Congress reads all those like a thousand page reports. Like, do you think they just read them or sign them? Well, last night he was like talking just about middle of the game. He was talking about his favorite Chicago restaurants, like halfway through. That's like in two K, when you're up by like thirty points, and then they just start playing like the auto-generated like conversations that they have when they don't know what to talk about. Oh gosh, I lost you there. Good now, good now. All right, um, yeah, but I don't know. It'd be tough to be a Timberwolves announcer. You got to give them a lot of credit. But um, have you seen the Charlotte Hornets announcers? Yeah, the ones that just go like Lamelo will make a pass and they'll be like, Lamelo, <laughs> dude, we need some of that. Jim Pete, like he he's a great guy, but we need some more energy. Like on the Anthony, they they're just dead though of energy, man. They don't have any of it, dude. But on the Anthony Edwards dunk, he should that should have been way bigger. Like they should have been yelling. I know that's true. What do you think the Hornets announcers would do? You think they just would sort have of screamed? Yeah, well, when they when Terry Rozier made that uh, game winner, I watched their uh, they do they were going crazy. It was hilarious. You guys should watch it. Yeah, like I remember during the Timberwolves game, I was watching the um, the Hornets live stream because you know 
so you know screw you fsn north you're losing business on half of minnesota sports fans but we'll leave that for another topic talking topic so i had to stream this one and i was watching the hornets fans during that game and every single thing lamello did he, he screamed he, go, he went lamello well dude lamello's the I highest it, jersey it, it's a lot of energy lamello's the highest jersey oh, i can see that for sure but because like that's why they brought him in they they brought him in to be a point guard but they also brought him in to be a marketing <laughs> so obviously those guys have to sell him as being the the prodigy when anthony Edwards hey guys came. i mean if if Peyton and I were the GM right now, uh, LaMelo Ball would have been on our team. And I think, who do we have at 18? Precious. It would have been LaMelo and Precious instead of uh, Anthony Edwards, Ricky Rubio, and Jaden. Which, honestly, so. realistically, I I might be more happy with what Gerson did. Dude, I the players that he's have drafted have been so good. Yeah, I agree. Because I he drafted Nas Reed. Did he draft Nas Reed? Nas Reed was undrafted. He signed him. He said. He signed Nasri. No, no, I think it was I the think... last GM I think that gave Nasri a G League contract. I think it might have been Scott Lehman, but I'm not right. entirely sure. Don't, don't fact check me on that. But he, the, his drafts were the Culver draft in this draft. Culver Noel, which Noel, Noel is great pick. He's been a great pick, and then Edwards and McDaniel's, which both have been great picks. So like he, he's doing well. And Culver, dude, Culver was supposed to play last night. He was supposed to get 15 minutes. Yeah, I did. I did see that. I was expecting him to come in um, after the starter subbed out in the first, but then I saw Kogi instead. And I'm like, yeah. Well, well, I think I think he probably just went out there for uh, his pregame workout, and it just didn't feel right. So they're like, you know what? You've been sitting out for two a while. Let's just have you sit out one more. What's gonna hurt? That's true. He would have been on a minutes restriction, I guess. Anyway, but I yeah, mean, the the game all in all, it was it was a good game. I thought I thought we played well. Hmm. Like I said, I mean, we're not seeing that much of a difference, but there are some little differences here and there, and it's just it's just kind of – it's fresh. I mean, we're losing, but we're not losing as bad. And and honestly, when we get to that crunch time, I have a little bit more confidence in the team. Like, I still know we're going to lose, but at least I'd, we have a chance with this, with this new coach because we can drop a play at least or something. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you see our second-half schedule? I I glanced at it. Um, I didn't we study have, it. We have the second hardest schedule in the NBA coming up. <laughs> Let's go. That's 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 what we want though, because we're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think. No, at this point, like guys, at like fifteen and like seven. Well, no, it was like fifteen and five ish, right? Fifteen, fifteen and five ish. I said there was a chance to get back to no, 500, five hundred, but or five and fifteen, yeah. But we're what are we? We're seven and twenty six. I mean, Chris. Chris is the most optimistic twin. I mean, Tim Rose fan. So he still might say we have a chance, but we, we are seven and twenty-six, and I don't think any team has ever made the playoffs from a from a nineteen game from five hundred deficit. Yeah. So as a Tim Rose fan right now, you want you want us to have the hardest schedule because that's going to give our team the biggest challenge and the best chance to uh, get better because that's what we're doing. This is a preseason for next year. Yeah, I guess. I mean. You can, I guess, all the, uh, all the. I would still like to see wins. Like, I, I don't even care about the lottery no. thing. Obviously, no. I like, I don't care about it. But like, at this point, let's, you know, we gotta hope and pray that we're gonna get a top three pick because it's looking like we're gonna be one of the bottom three teams. Who would you? Who are you gonna draft if you get that? If you get the second pick, who are you gonna draft? 
So if you get the first pick, why not? We're not going to get the. Well, I mean, if we get the first overall pick, it's it's Cade Cunningham, no no doubt in my head. He's he's the best player on the board. But interesting, I think if we get the second pick, um, Jonathan Kaminga looks good, Jalen Green looks good, but I really would take the uh, the seven footer out of USC. I'd take Evan Mobley. He's he's, he's a powerful. Supposedly, he? he can play. He can play two through five. I guess is what everyone's saying. He's like the most mobile big we've seen in years. So he's like a cat, and he has like a shooting clip a cat has so i mean two two really mobile bigs a four and a five because we don't even have a seven footer on the roster right now either that's that's a it's a whole nother topic of debate i think why we're getting so destroyed in the the middle of the paint yeah so i think a seven footer in the at at the four could really help who can shoot and who's an elite talent and it would also be interesting i think to bring in jalen suggs which obviously wouldn't really make sense with our roster but just bringing him back to minnesota would be would be a good marketing thing yeah i mean it's just i like i love jalen suggs but we have so many point guards on the roster right now we just Doesn't don't like and you could you could say Cade cutting cunningham's a point guard too but he's more of a point forward like yeah. he plays the three he plays the three he's six eight he's he's a he's a six eight forward who distributes like a point guard so i mean he's a one cunningham's in- he's a once in a generation player yeah so you take him if you if he's on the board you take him no matter what um no matter what your roster looks like, you have to take him. Because if you pass up on a guy like Cade Cunningham, you're an idiot. Yeah. So, oh, that's another thing. So we kind of – our basketball – the basketball side of our channel kind of um, got a little bit bigger due to the fact we did a lot of draft stuff. So I don't, I don't know when you guys would want us to start doing some more draft stuff. But it's pretty interesting because those two rookies, Jalen Green and Kuminga, are playing really good in the G League right now. So they're actually starting to televise some of those games on ESPN too. But I love the G- well, dude. I love the G League. That that's a thing now. It's a great idea. It is. A they're really marketing good idea. it so well, and it's it's um sponsored by StockX. Ah, which is so cool. Cause like, why would you sign with Nike or Adidas or Jordan when you can sign with StockX? That'd be dope, dude. That's what um I think. Someone signed with Goat. I don't know. I thought Kuzma signed with Goat, but I guess he's with Puma now. He's with Some, Puma. Someone did that, and it, I thought that was such a smart idea. Like, you can just get all these high, like, hyped high up shoes sneakers. and play in them. Like, it's just so cool because the Ignite are like such a like. You have the two top five prospects on the team, and you also have like jared like i watched just i wanted to watch their game because i saw jared jack was on the team i don't know if you remember him but i'm like what is this guy doing now so i watched him and he scored like 20 jared jack so i don't know it's it's a very great idea no it's because and it just gives people another option like i i personally love college basketball and i think we should do a little we should talk about college basketball sometime because that's where i fell in love with basketball is college basketball i've never been a big nba guy yep until this year but um that's what I love is college basketball. So I, it's tough seeing these players go to the G league. Cause it kind of, it's ruining college basketball, but I love having another option for these guys. Cause they, you shouldn't have you to be paid. Go, you shouldn't have to go to college. Like it shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. If I agree. Just, and that's what, this is just a, this is a placeholder. I mean, cause that the high school rule is going to be overturned in the next. Yeah. Jim Pete said sooner than later. So that probably means, the next few years so i mean it's kind of just a placeholder for kids who i mean who are just waiting for the high school thing because like that's going to be crazy the first year that happens again are we are we going to get another lebron carmelo tim duncan kevin garnett i don't know well yeah 
So the thing, the argument with that is that it's going to ruin college basketball and it's going to make people not want to play in college. But you have to remember, it's not like there's going to be like 20 kids every year. I mean, it might. Okay. It's not going to be like 30 kids every year that are going to just declare for the draft. And if they do, they're not all going to get drafted. So like, it's not going to ruin college basketball because there's still going to be, it's just going to even out the playing field a little bit more because it's going to be people that actually want to be there. And there's not going to be guys like Jalen Johnson who opt out of the season because they're having a losing record. Yeah, that was bad. All the, all the Duke fans are really on him for that. Well, yeah. And the fact that he says like the brotherhood or something and is like quitting letter like that, just dude, like he, he's from Wisconsin. So we, we know a little bit about him. He got kicked out of IMG. He left his main school, went to Nicolette Academy. I think he got kicked out of there. Like he just has, a, he's, he's going to be a good NBA player just because he's six, eight, but he's got a terrible attitude. Yeah, he really does. Well, that, I mean, we kind of went off topic a little bit from the Timberwolves, but I mean, it, it all tied, it all ties in at the end, right? Gerson's yeah. going to, Gerson's going to fix this roster. Chris Finch is our savior. Um, we're going to you know, beat the Wizards. Um, Bad, the Bradley Beal is going to score 50, probably. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's that gave you a little preview of what uh, NBA talk would be like if we, uh, if we went on and, and did it. All we need is one comment, um, and we'll do yeah, it. Really, really, one comment would, would probably make us do it. So One comment. So if, that, if that's you and you uh, want to hear us rambling about random NBA topics, just, uh, just leave it in the comment section. So... Guys, Chris has got to go uh, cut down some trees, so we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great, have a great rest of your day. Great weekend. Oh, God, one thing, one more thing. Leave in the comment section your review on uh, Chris Finch after two games, and we will, um, we'll pull up your comments on the screen, and we'll we'll talk about or about the whole firing situation. What you think should Vanderbilt Pool have been the coach? All this stuff, just leave it in the comment section and we will just a, uh, a full a full QA. A full QA, right. basically. Anything you want to talk about, we're gonna make a separate clip out of this part. And um just leave it in the comment section and we will uh we'll talk about it. Pull your name up on the screen and uh hopefully agree, but we might disagree. So guys keep it timber timberwolves topics, Chris Finch topics, anything, Vanderpool, um, Ryan Saunders. If Ryan wants to comment himself, we'd love to hear Rehire that. Ryan and then fire Ryan Saunders again. Yes. Let's do that. But uh have a great have a great day, guys. Um Chris, thanks for joining us today. Um we'll see you guys later. Bye.